Welcome to the Soul Traveler Podcast, an exploration of conscious living with your host, Jennifer Mitchell of The Soul Experience. Join Jennifer as she explores the quantum realms of the subconscious mind and all aspects of spirituality. Driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, topics will stretch the boundaries of your imagination and revive your mind, body, and soul. Hey there, fellow cosmic explorers. Welcome back to the Soul Traveler podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mitchell, and today's journey is nothing short of mind blowing. We've got some awesome guests in the house, Alexa and Ambrosia, who are the incredible minds behind the Inner Bloom podcast. Together, we dive headfirst into the cosmic rabbit hole, chatting about everything from aliens and pyramid mysteries to spooky ghost stories and the intriguing witch wound. In this episode, we're taking things to a whole new level. No boring stuff here. We're connecting the dots between ancient wonders and possible extraterrestrial connections, sharing spine-tingling ghostly encounters, and unraveling the mysteries of trusting our gut instincts. So buckle your cosmic seatbelts as we get ready to explore uncharted territories together. Here we go. Good afternoon, Alexa and Ambrosia. Welcome to the Soul Traveler podcast. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for letting us be here. So excited. Me too. I'm really excited to have you guys on and just learn more about what you guys do. You host an incredible podcast, the Inner Bloom podcast. You guys both are co-hosts of the show. When did you guys get started in podcasting? It was 2018. Right, Ambrosia? So, I mean, that's about five years ago now. Five years and like 600 plus episodes. Kind of crazy to think about that. But the way we actually got into the podcast was a little bit interesting. I actually interviewed Ambrosia for another podcast that I was hosting. And the second we started talking, we like could not stop. I was fascinated with her because she has a fascinating Mm -hmm. story and life story. And uh, yeah, things just like really took off from there once we met and we realized our connection was much deeper than just this lifetime. I love that. Ambrosia, what is your story? Can you tell us? So I have been seeing and hearing connecting with people that have passed away since I was five years old. And so when I was a little kid, I remember running into my mom's room and crying that I could hear people, but they weren't in the room with me. And her response to me was, well, you're probably schizophrenic, but let's not tell anybody. So I was terrified of who I was for up until I was in my 30s, really long time. And when high school, people picked fun at me and things like that. So it was just interesting that when I met Alexa, my middle child at about three years old, I believe, maybe two, started talking and recalling times of when she was my grandmother in her last life and would say things that like she couldn't just make up out of nowhere. So I posted that video of me telling the story on the podcast that Alexa was co-hosting and that's where she started interviewing me. And towards the end of the interview, she was like, so you have this gift. What are you doing with it? And I was like, well, I work at a chiropractic office and I'm not really doing a whole lot. And she's like, so you're just going to let this gift go? And I was just like, oh, well, shit, I guess not. But so she helped me like 
encouraged me to go live and to start to get clients and start to actually help people. Do you have anyone in your family lineage who also has gifts like this or where does that come from? So it's interesting because I, off, if you just look at everybody, I would say no. But also my mom has to fall asleep with the TV on because she gets mm-hmm. scared, which is a mm-hmm. sign, mm-hmm. right? My sister has started to come into her gifts and abilities. And I would say my kids, definitely the little one, the baby for sure. He's afraid to go to the bathroom by himself. And I think it's more than just like scary movies. It's it feels like people are with me, but I can't quite describe that. Yeah. So. so would you guys say that that is like a telltale sign of a child having gifts? My son is the same. He freaks out. Like I can't leave the room. I have to check the closet, check the bathroom, under the bed. And he's 12 now. And so I've kind of wondered. He hasn't mentioned it and I haven't asked him because I don't want to scare him. But I actually have kind of wondered yeah. if he has those gifts or if he's seeing something. And so would you say that that's a telltale sign? So I would say that that's one of the telltale signs for sure. Like seeing things is confusing because some people see it physically with your eyes and some people see it in your mm. mind's eye. And so when you see it in your mind's eye, you think, well, I just have an overactive imagination or whatever the case may be. But that feeling when you're alone and it feels like someone walked into the room and you the energy has shifted and you turn and nobody's there, that is scary when you're a kid. So that is one of those, when we're coaching students, Alexa and I, that's one of the first things that we have them do is open yourself up and then see if you can feel a shift of the energy change. If you can't, no big deal, but that's a telltale sign that you're communicating with someone that's passed away. Thank you for sharing that. Now, Alexa, you said you guys have recorded over 600 podcast episodes. I mean, that's amazing. I don't, that's a lot of guests, <laughs> a lot of episodes for sure. I can't wait till I get to that level. What is like one of maybe your favorite topics or subjects that you could chat all day about? Well, the whole premise of the podcast was started because after Ambrosia and I connected, all we wanted to talk about was the abnormal, right? We wanted Mm -hmm. to talk about spirits and ETs and weird experiences and what happened with the pyramids and just healing, all kinds of things that, I mean, again, this wasn't that long ago. It was 2018. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. the way that like spirituality and astrology is kind of having such a resurgence right now in this moment where like everybody's talking about it. It wasn't that way, at least in our worlds back then. Mm -hmm. So when we connected, it was like all of a sudden the floodgates opened and all we wanted to talk about was that. And we said, wow, it feels so good to be able to talk about this and not feel weird and not feel crazy. And so then when we started the podcast, we were like, I bet there's so many other people out there who feel the same way and who would actually realize that they're totally normal if they could hear like Mm -hmm. us talking about it or other people talking about it. And so that was the intention of the podcast is just to kind of normalize the abnormal and let others know that if you've had similar experiences, you are not alone at all and you're not weird or a freak or anything like that, that your intuition is your birthright. And in the other piece of it is that something I've learned through recording and my friendship with Ambrosia is that your intuition is not like capped at a certain level. It's actually a muscle. It can be developed. And that's really been like my journey over the podcast is watching my intuition open and develop in a way that I never thought it could when I started the podcast. So yeah, I could talk about that stuff all day. 
<laughs> and absolutely, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you is that I've never heard anybody refer to intuition as a muscle before. So I really actually liked that analogy. And what are some ways that somebody can work out their intuition or to build that if you were to give some advice on that? So a couple of ways. I really want to emphasize having yeah. fun with it. Like if you're not having fun with it, what is the point? So one of the things that I used to do when I was in high school that I didn't know I was building my intuition is you go to a cafe, you go to a Starbucks or something mm-hmm. like that, and you have your back facing the door. So you can't see who's coming in. And every time you hear the door open, you feel into, is it a man or a woman that walked in? Are they tall or short? What color shirt are they wearing? Is it dark or light? Are they wearing a hat or no hat? And then you go a little bit more detailed. Well, what kind of print does the shirt have? And that way, it's an immediate feedback. You can turn to see how accurate you are, and you're having fun. It's not life or death. Nobody is making sure how accurate you are. You're just having fun with it. And that's really one of those things that I think would help people feel into some of their intuition and their clairs. And you would really surprise yourself on how accurate you are. I am definitely going to try that, (laughs) like, tomorrow. I have another exercise. And we talk about both of these things in our intuitive development course and community. But my favorite one to do is where you essentially you just ask your guides or spirit or the universe, whatever you believe in, it doesn't matter. But you ask, send me a message in the form of a song, just whatever I most need to hear right now, just send me a message in the form of a song and then just wait and just allow yourself to be still. Don't try to make a song come in your head. Don't try to like just be still, let your mind be empty. And we do this with students all the time and (laughs) they love it because sure enough, a song will pop in there and maybe it'll just be a little part of a lyric and it'll always be a message that they really needed to hear or something uplifting or, and so I think that's really fun because I love music personally. And I feel like I get a lot of my intuition through music because that's something that I'm so open to and I, I love, and it's like a language for me. So that's the other thing to keep in mind as well is like your intuition and the way that you receive information, it's going to be so unique to you. It could look completely different from how your best friend receives information, right? And that's Mm -hmm. totally okay. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong or better or worse or anything. It's just we always say that your intuition, it's like a language that was written specifically for you and you just need to learn how to hear it. You've been out of practice from hearing it for so long, right? Because we live in this world that's all about like what you know and how much you can remember. And intuition is how can you kind of turn that off for a second so that you can feel and receive? Yeah. And intuition is so crucial, especially to your point in today's world. One of the things that I've noticed myself doing more recently is leaning into my intuition to help me judge and guide myself on like what is truth and what is not truth. I mean, you have the news, you have social media, there's so much influence and so much misinformation out there. How do you know what to believe? For everything that you read, there's 10 things that dispute it and say that it's wrong. And so I've really been leaning more into my intuition to help me decipher like what is truth from fact and kind of like what to believe and what to buy into these days because there's just a lot out there. And it seems like, in my opinion, that it's intentional to keep us from stepping into our purpose or stepping into our power and to keep us in that fear-based mindset. A hundred percent, I would agree with that. And I think one of the questions that a lot of people, so we communicate with 
ETs. And one of the questions that a lot of people ask us is, like, do you believe in the things that you're seeing on the news? And, oh, my gosh, the government is releasing ET info. And I'm like, mm, not quite. Because my intuition is just telling me, like, something's off here. This doesn't make any sense. This doesn't line up. Even though we have now pictures and physical proof that this is happening, it's like, no, my intuition is like, this isn't, this isn't and, right. Yeah. And I think at the same, like, in the same regard, like you said, there's just so much information out there. And I would encourage people to ask themselves, like, okay, what if literally all of it is true and all of it is not true? Meaning like any of it can be true if I want it to be and mm -hmm. any of it can't be true if I want it to be. And what I decide to give my attention to is what makes it true. So if we live in this multiverse, right, it's like because that is something that we're constantly coming back to. It's There's all these scary things, scary information, overwhelming information in the news, like yeah. you said. And I think one, using your intuition, yeah, to kind of like cut through the bullshit but to mm -hmm. then actually asking yourself, what do I want to intentionally align with to be true for me? Because mm -hmm. a lot of things could be true, but we have the power, or at least it's my personal belief that we do have the power to select the quote reality that we're going to live in. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. Like wherever we shift our thoughts and our focus to ultimately becomes our reality. So Definitely believe in that. I'd love to shift gears and chat about aliens and a little bit about Dolores because we were talking offline for a moment and I mentioned I'm a practitioner of QHHT, which is the Dolores Cannon Technique, something that has been coming up more and more and more recently in my sessions is a lot of extraterrestrial encounters. And one thing that we notice as practitioners is certain people align with us and will come through the door. And I get, I'm like the extraterrestrial girl. <laughs> Everybody who has missing time or people regressed and they look down and they're in an alien form in an alien body. I've had three sessions now where we visit this place called the portal, which seems to be kind of like an airport type of place where there's all these different portals and they can like go into these different realities. And so there's a lot going on. <laughs> With extraterrestrials, oh and I'd love to, you know, just get your take on that and what you guys think and what have your experience has been. Oh, I'm so jealous about the portals. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is my take? My take would be, yeah, I think that we're starting to, I think that this reality can be very scary. And I think this reality can be a lot of fear and a lot of worry and a lot of emotions like that. And on one hand, I do believe that a part of us has come here to experience those mm -hmm. emotions. But just as scary as it can be, it can also be as magical. I think that when we start to realize that this is just a bleep on the radar, this is just one little part of the experience and that your experience here will get better. And also, you have had other experiences and other realities and other lifetimes that maybe go against what is considered air quote normal in this reality. I think it allows a lot of people to hope for something better, to hope for a different time where it's not as dense and heavy. For me, when I started channeling, I would completely go into a different state. And I remember when I would come back, I would, would just start weeping because I could feel how dense it is yeah. here and how heavy it is here. And so I think that that's why we've seen like an uptick in all of this 
different realities and ET and even different versions of different timelines and things like that. I think that's why that's happening. What's your thought, Alexa? Well, I 100% agree. But I was thinking about how when you started channeling, it was like so much of answering so much that I had been asking for. And I think going to your point, Ambrosia, about asking to know more and asking for hope and asking for a higher understanding of what we're doing here. And why would we come here to experience something like school shootings? Like it doesn't make sense to me. So when we connected and we felt such a strong pull towards each other. So before that, I had been obsessed with Abraham Hicks. That was like my entryway into just kind of like just the spiritual world and kind of understanding, okay, that we have more kind of control over our experience than we might think, et cetera. It just helped me feel magical, as Ambrosia was saying. And so I just remember thinking that, God, it would be so cool if I had my own Abraham Hicks, because Abraham Hicks is a channel. And I was like, wow, I just have so many questions to ask. And that would be so cool. God, that would be a dream if I could just like sit and ask them questions all day. (laughs) Because the woman that channels them, Esther, she had a husband and that's, and his name was Jerry and he would ask the questions and she would channel and that's how they kind of started doing what they were doing. So I was like, I just want to be someone's Jerry, you know, and then (laughs) I met Ambrosia and I just thought she was so magical to begin with. But then, you know, we would bring up aliens in our conversation. She would be like, don't even talk about them. And I'm like, why? And she's like, I'm just scared I'm going to meet one one day. And I was like, I was so scared of ETs. I was so scared. I don't know. I was just like, it was like being a little kid and being afraid of ghosts. Like, you know, they're real, but I'm not ready to deal with Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So then like one day we were on the phone and I was like going through something and I was asking Ambrosia for some guidance and some help just because she's a psychic medium and she was helping out a friend. And just all of a sudden, I remember hearing on the other end of the phone, hold on, like there was like frustration and it was just like, hold on. And then I heard the phone kind of switch around. And then I just heard like something that was not Ambrosia. It was like, it was like, when Alexa speaks, we listen. When you speak, Alexa listens. Something, something. I don't even remember what the other two phrases were, but it was something like that. And then it was just silent. And I was just like, and then a couple of seconds later, I hear Ambrosia come back to the phone and she's like, oh my God, what was that? What was that? And I'm like, I don't know. Okay, let's calm down. What, what? I don't know. And that was the first time she channeled like kind of unintentionally. And who we later found out she was channeling was her guide, our guides, who are the Arcturians. And we call this collection of Arcturians that would channel through her. We call them the Arc Nine because they were nine kind of energies that would kind of like rotate. And that was how the relationship started. And Mm -hmm. it has been crazy, like fulfilling kind of all of my askings. And I think that there's so much more to come. I think there's so many people doing stuff like this. I think there's so much ET activity on the planet. I Mm -hmm. feel like contact will happen at some point in the near future. And when I say near future, I mean, it could be 10 years, it could be 20 years, but I feel like in our lifetime, 100%. And I think the reason why when there's so much ET news now, like, oh, there's aliens or there's UFOs or the government said there's UFOs and people don't even bat an eye. It's like, yeah, because we all know. And also what if like we are them? Like what if in a way like ours, you know, we, they've alluded Mm -hmm. to that several times, like, 
You yes. are us. We are you. Mm-hmm. So we're one in the same. Yeah, that wouldn't be the first time I've heard that either. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a past life for them. Like I think Ambrosia, mm-hmm. you're like one of their past lives, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You share a soul. Yeah. Well, one thing I've discovered through my sessions, and maybe one of you guys have encountered this too, and it's not a new concept, I don't think, now, is that everything is just happening at once. And when we go into that quantum hypnosis, and that's why it's called quantum hypnosis, is because we're connecting with this part of the subconscious mind that doesn't actually understand time. If I ask a time-based question, it'll say, I don't understand And so we're connecting beyond this realm, beyond this physical reality that we're at, and it's pulling information from all different timelines, all different places. And so hence quantum. And to your point, Alexa, we are them and they are us, meaning like if time is quantum, that probably is a version of us, maybe like a future or past version Mm -hmm. or somehow of us. Would you say that that is something that you would consider like a possibility as well with your findings? I would say 100%. And I actually had like a crazy situation. So I was doing inner child work with a practitioner for years, but I digress. My childhood wasn't great. So as I was in middle school, I was going to the bus uh, by myself. I went to go reach for the door handle and the news anchor on TV looked at me and said, don't open that door. And I was like, oh, shit, what just happened? And so I like let go of the door and I looked at her and I forget what else she said, but it was like comforting. And then it switched and she just reported the news again. So I go fast forward. I'm doing inner child work. This is probably like January Mm -hmm. of this year. So this is very recent. And the practitioner says, I want you to tap into your higher self. Okay. And I want you to go to an age where you are in middle school and talk to your younger self. And I was the anchor, the news anchor, talking to my younger self. And it snapped me out of the trans state because I was like, oh, shit, I remember that. But what I told my younger self was, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. This is okay. And I was just trying to comfort myself because I was going through a hard time at Mm -hmm. school. And I wanted to get myself before Mm -hmm. I went to school. I have goosebumps again. But that was one of those points where like everything kind of blurred together, all of these timelines. And it was very visceral, like this is real and this is all happening at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you guys, either one of you seen that movie, Everything Happening All at Once? Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I haven't, Alexa has. (laughs) Yeah. I was also thinking of the movie Interstellar. I feel like Interstellar, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but like it talks a lot about as well, like kind of the physics of the universe. And someone that I know used to say like your fifth birthday party is still happening somewhere, right? It's like, and also I used to say quite a bit, time is a flat circle. So like time is like mm-hmm. a space. It's like it, it, there's your birthday party over here and there's when you were 12 over here and there's all these locations and they're all just existing. And I think that's how I like to conceptualize the, the theory of like everything's happening all at once. So yeah, I love thinking about stuff like that. Yeah, me too. Hey, soul travelers, pardon the interruption, but I just have to tell you about quantum healing hypnosis because one session forever changed my life. And now I'm living my purpose to help others just like you. I was so lost in my life and absolutely miserable in my career until I received the guidance needed from my higher self. Now I'm spreading awareness about the life-changing modality of quantum healing hypnosis. In one single session, 
we will spend the day journeying deep into your subconscious mind and unlock the hidden wisdom within. We'll revisit a past life, explore what your soul does between lifetimes. Your subconscious mind will scan your body, looking for health concerns and perform self-healing. You'll even connect directly to the Akashic records so that you can get your most important life questions answered. Quantum healing hypnosis is absolutely nothing like a traditional hypnosis session. And you know that everything is 100% legitimate because nothing is being filtered through a third-party practitioner and your higher self will never misguide you. Your session is audio recorded so that you can listen back and play all of the advice that your higher self spoke to you under hypnosis. So if you're ready for personal growth and a positive change, then it's time to discover the essence of who you truly are. Book a session with me today at thesoulexperiences.com. Now back to the show. I'd like to shift gears a little because I saw that on your TikTok page that you guys did an intuitive investigation on Taylor Swift. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> I need to know more. Give me the lowdown. <laughs> Give me the clip notes. Okay. Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> so I want to say in my defense that if you go and watch this, I know very little about pop culture. Like I know who Taylor Swift is, right? And I know that there are Swifties and I understand that. But like the other question, some people in the comments were like, she felt into that wrong. No, I didn't. I didn't feel into it wrong. I just was asking the question, oh, is that her ex-boyfriend? And Alexa was like, no. She thought that Scooter (laughs) Braun was Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriend. And I was like, no. No, 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 no. But that one—that was, <laughs> wasn't me feeling into it. That was just me, yes, not knowing being you. Yes, yeah. I think that is a misconception as well, and something I had to learn through <laughs> our time together as well is that like you don't need to know the question to receive the answer. Yeah. Sometimes you don't understand what someone's saying, and you're like, "Well, it doesn't matter. Let me see what they say." And anyway, so actually, I think it's really fun when you don't know very much about the subject because I think it even proves even more like what's happening. But anyway, we started doing these things called intuitive investigations with our Patreons. Every month we have a Patreon and we like to do extra bonus, like fun, intuitive content for them. So every month we do a celebrity spirit interview where they get to pick a celebrity that has passed and we'll like interview them and ask them whatever questions they want. And those are really fun. And then we'll do this other thing we call an intuitive investigation where we can pick a topic. Maybe it's a current event, like something that's happened, or maybe it's like an unsolved mystery or whatever. But with everything that was going Mm -hmm. on with Taylor Swift recently, I was like, you know what? Like there's so many unanswered questions. We just need to know. I have so many unanswered questions. So uh, yeah, if you go to our podcast, you can hear the first part of it. And there's a lot of juice there. I think we were talking about, we get into all of the scooter stuff. And I think in that episode, Ambrosia says like legal trouble, that Taylor had something to do Mm. with the divorce, like her songs are telling the truth. There's a lot of details in there. But then if you go to our Patreon, you can hear the second part, which gets into like the Carly Kloss of it all. So those are just things we really like to do because it's fun. It's pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. If we can't use our intuition to like kind of pry into, I guess, like all of our greatest questions, you know what I mean? Whether it be like, how were the pyramids made? (laughs) I I have to talk about this because I had a regression with a client six months ago now, and he regressed to a point when the pyramids were being made. It was the uh, Nubian pyramid. And he was there and they were like rebuilding. There had been some sort of like natural disaster or yeah. something in this past life regression. And he's like, we have to rebuild after the storm. And so I was like, well, talk to me. Like, how are you guys rebuilding these pyramids? 
And he said that there were like these, they're broken down into like two different groups. So they had like the workers who do like grunt work and do dig the rocks and who help like kind of try to drag the rocks. And then there were these beings, these beings that can make the rocks levitate using vibration. And there was a blue glow around, around the block and using the vibration and the levitation is how they placed it. And uh, it's one of my favorite regressions. Yeah. So before you were going to say it, I was like, yeah, they levitate. They they levitate the ones mm-hmm. at the very top. They build the ones at the bottom with people. And then they go towards the top with levitation. Someone else, we've another being we've talked to quite a bit on our podcast, mm-hmm. ultra casually, <laughs> is Thoth. He's an ancient Egyptian. He's the one with the, the bird head. No big it, deal. It, it's fine. Yeah, no big tell. <laughs> in fact, he gets quite annoyed with us when we bring him in to be like, so what do you think about this? He's very like kind of strict yeah. energy. But yeah, we love all things no. ancient Egypt and Atlantis and just all of that stuff. So great. I just think it's so fascinating. And I think that that's starting to become like more and more like accepted is that they were built using vibration and levitation because how, how else like realistically would they have possibly... Yeah, there's no scientific explanation. So yeah, that'd be something. Uh And why don't we have that technology today? If it was if it was technology that we had access to, then why don't we have access to that technology today? You know, so yeah, intuition for me would say like, somehow it was taken from us, maybe along the lines of maybe we misused it or something. And that's why we don't have a lot of the ancient technologies. I think that there's so much that we don't even know. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree with you. Yeah. I'd like to also talk about the witch wound for listeners out there. <laughs> what is it? How can you identify it? How do you know if you have it? Ambie, do you want to talk I'm about just- it? I like when you share about it. Sure. So the witch wound, it's a fear of being persecuted for your intuition, your magic, whatever that may be. That can look like a couple of different things. And that doesn't necessarily, one of the big things that I think people need to understand is, let's say the Salem witch trials in the United States, right? 12 people were executed from that. Would that, we can't all be those 12 people. However, watching that happen and hearing about it in different towns and things like that, different states, is just as traumatic as experiencing it yourself. So I think that's something to keep in mind because that can stay in your DNA for a long time. And what that does is that prevents you from stepping into your full expression in this lifetime. And then when you add on religious trauma with it in this lifetime or in a previous lifetime, it exacerbates that that witch wound that we all relate to. Um, But to that, I would say that's a good time to do some shadow work. And feel into that fear and really step into what am I afraid of? Because a lot of the times people will come to me and say, do I have a hex on me? Do I have a curse, et cetera? And I'm like, this is kind of the monster under the bed. There's really nothing to be afraid of. It's your fears being exacerbated and showing up in different areas of your life. Yeah. And to your point, Ambrosia, I don't think that everybody has necessarily had a past life. Like as a witch, but mm-hmm. one thing that's interesting is that I've had several of my clients regress to being burned at the stake. And one of the things that I've concluded through my sessions, and it just makes sense to me, is that it is possible that we imprint, right? That before our soul enters into this lifetime, into this body, 
that we imprint on previous lives and we kind of download those lessons and we take them into this lifetime with us. Because I don't know how else I can logically mm. explain something like that unless it is an imprint. There's no way that like six, seven of my clients out of, you know, to your point, 12 <laughs> were yeah. uh, witches yeah. in the Salem witch trials. And so that's something that I've been kind of trying to figure out or piece together through, through my work as a practitioner. Mm-hmm. And I've been pondering. Do yeah. You, I was just going to ask you that. So like when you say imprint, do you mean like, do you feel like when you regress, since we're all connected and we're all one, mm-hmm. right? Is it possible that what someone is feeling as their past life could be a life of someone that like most closely expresses how they're feeling or like I helps them process how they're feeling or a wound? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or- you know, and I would absolutely say that too, because, you know, the subconscious mind, I mean, when we deal with the subconscious mind, it has a lot of different ways that it can present information to us. It can help us to heal. And sometimes I think it does manifest as a past life. And it could be one that, again, you know, when I say imprint, I mean almost like downloaded and brought in because we took those lessons, those feelings, those memories, and those important things that we needed from that experience. Maybe it was a close family member or somebody, you know, linked or related to us because consciousness is like a stream. It flows. We can all tap into that collective consciousness. So to your point, absolutely, I do think that that is a possibility and that we are tapping into that with the quantum hypnosis. We're pulling like those files. It, it would be a good way to maybe say it. I don't say I have all the answers, but it's something that makes sense and seems logical to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> something else I had a guest on maybe a couple months ago is Mark Gober. He writes books about consciousness. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's an author And one of the theories that he has, it makes so much sense. I've really been thinking about it since, is that our mind is like a magnet, like your iPhone. You know how your iPhone can access the cloud. And that the cloud is, Mm -hmm. you know, the subconscious or is like that collective conscious stream and that your brain is like the iPhone device. And we can pull from the cloud, aka that collective, you know, conscious stream at any time and pull the information into the device, you know, the brain. And I was like, that's a real interesting analogy. I've been kind of pondering absolutely i like that analogy actually that makes a lot of sense to me it does when he said that i was like oh my gosh it was like a light went off like then his whole theory is that does consciousness reside in the brain and Mm. he has concluded through lots of research with like harvard doctors he's done so much research and that was his ultimate conclusion is that consciousness resides outside of the brain that the brain can access and pull data streaming it it. Mm. streaming Streaming it yeah that's what it calls stream of (laughs) consciousness Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> all of the like technology analogies I feel like are so perfect even when it comes to mm-hmm. social media like the um for you page like on TikTok I really feel like that is such a great analogy for what we were talking about earlier how everything exists what world do you want to live in because the second you give your attention to one topic that you don't normally see what do you start seeing all the time yeah it's such a perfect analogy and I do think that is really powerful talking about the stream of consciousness because for anyone who feels stuck in wherever they are I think that's a really cool image to say like yes this is what I'm streaming right now but I could stream something different if I choose Mm -hmm. it and I align with it you know that actually really hits home to me because for so many years I had climbed the corporate ladder as a senior executive in the banking industry and I was absolutely miserable. I, mm-hmm. I didn't like the the channel I was streaming per se. You know, I felt like I had 
created and crafted this life that my my family and parents wanted me to live. And when I looked over, I climbed like the wrong ladder or was on the wrong channel. And now I'm streaming a new channel. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. I bet that feels Thank good. You. I think that's the other thing, too, is that our society wants to tell us what the right channel is for us. Yeah. And I think that's why we have so many people that are unhappy because it's not the right channel for everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. having the white picket fence and 2.5 kids isn't what makes everybody happy. And I think we're, as a society, just starting to really not only see that, but say, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do something different. Yeah. It's so interesting how like the pandemic was the catalyst for so many people to make that change. You know, it's a global trauma cracks us wide open and is often the catalyst for us to really look at our life and are we happy? Absolutely. It breaks Mm. the pattern. I feel like Mm -hmm. it really woke us up. It kind of was like, it's almost like getting in a car crash and you're like, whoa, what just happened? You're suddenly looking around with like fresh eyes. And I think even though it was very traumatic, like a car crash is, like you said, it was necessary And I think also what it was, the beginning of the dismantling of capitalism, like as we know it, because I think the Mm -hmm. reason why people are like, oh, okay, to be happy, I just need a white picket, like whatever, you know, the dream Ambrosia just said that this type of house and 2.5 kids and I'll be great is because the reason that's sold to us is so that capitalism can continue in the way that it is going, right? So that we all stay in the system. And I think Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of seeing the system change, like what it will become. I don't know. But I think people are becoming more and more and more aware right now that like this system doesn't work for us. It hasn't been working for us. And we need something that works better for the majority, not the minority. You know? Absolutely agree with that. It's been so lovely chatting with you guys today. This you as well. Thank you so much for having us yeah, on. Thank you. Yeah. Amazing conversation. I could literally chat all day. You guys I, are like my people. Oh. <laughs> my jam. <laughs> I love anything that is like so out there that people don't want to talk about. I just want to me, me, me. I want to talk all about it all day. Same. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Thank agree. you for creating this space to yeah. have these conversations. This has been great. Absolutely. And can you just let us know a little bit more too, like where listeners can go to find you, like what are your socials and website and all that fun stuff? Absolutely. So you guys can check us out, Inner Bloom Podcast. That's I-N-N-E-R-B-L-O-O-M, one word. We're on all the streaming platforms. So check us out. All of our socials are the same thing, Inner Bloom Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And our website is innerbloompodcast.com. And if you're interested in developing your intuition, we have a very specially designed online course and private community where you can do exactly what we talked about in this podcast. You can be as free to be as woo-woo as you want to be and practice and connect with other people in the community. It's really great. And yeah, if you want to check that out, just go to our website, innerbloompodcast.com and click on uh, super bloom. That's what it's called. Super bloom. So you bring your, your super powers out. Love it. Thank you guys for the work that you do and really for being a pioneer in the industry too. I mean, you know, stepping forward and talking about this stuff in a time when really back in 2018 is widely discussed as it is today. So thank you you guys for being that Friday night. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Bye everybody. Thank you. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by The Soul Experience, quantum healing hypnosis. Are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing? 
Quantum healing hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path. In a single session, you experience past life regression, exploration between lifetimes, self-healing performed by your subconscious, release of trapped trauma, and answers to your most important life questions. Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.